Hey y'all, welcome to Grace Grind and Growth, the podcast. I am your host, Deja Woodard, and I'm super excited to be talking just in general about a whole bunch of different things. Um, I don't have a central focus like I usually do for this episode. I just am really excited about everyone being back on campus, people returning to school, the freshmen who haven't been to college before, all the opportunities and stuff that are just associated with um, returning or coming to college in general. So that's like your welcome back events. That is your, for my school, construction and renovation and changing traffic, um, the new classes, meeting new people, the new environments. I feel like with every class that graduates, there's a class that replaces them that changes the energy of campus. You know, like your sophomores turn to your juniors, your juniors turn to your seniors, and your seniors graduate and go do their thing in their communities. So I just feel like it's an awesome time to be around a university and college campus, especially in the area that I'm in where there's a bunch of college campuses. I'm just so excited. Like, I don't even know how to express to y'all how hype I am. Classes start for me in two days. For some of my friends, they started last week. But nonetheless, nevertheless, I'm just, I really hope that, like, you're having a great week. I hope that you're having a great day. I hope that if you weren't before, that you are now. I hope that you are looking forward to quite a few things that are associated with classes starting back up. I hope that you're excited for any positions that you may have this school year. I hope that um, some amazing opportunities come your way, some amazing people seek you out. And I really hope that a lot of um, positive things come find you and connect with you. And I hope that some of those are um, able to turn into a way for you to help other people. So with that being said, I did want to just talk about... um, I guess the typical back to school kind of things like getting around campus, making sure that you're safe and you're staying out of harm's way and making sure that you're partying safely. You know, if you sit a drink down, don't pick it back up and you leave parties with who you came with and all that generic stuff and like living with your roommates and, um, you know, moving off campus maybe because I'm dealing with that. And although I love, love, love um, where I live and um, my, you know, housing situation, I will be the first to admit that. I have not been the best with time management. So if I need to be at campus at like 9 a.m., I have been getting to where I need to be at like 9.05, and that's not okay because I just have to do better with my time management as far as like when I need to leave because I don't live on campus anymore and making sure that all of my um, things are set out the night before because that's what works for me and making sure that I eat breakfast and get up early enough to do everything that I would like to become my morning routine and making sure that I... Because it is a new school year, I take the time to do what I need to do to make what I want to be my morning routine a success. So for me, I like to um, wake up. Sometimes I like to listen to podcasts. My roommate likes to listen to music. Um, I like to listen to music too, but I listen to so much of a variety of things that all the music that I listen to isn't necessarily the first thing that I need to hear in the morning. Um, So, and I... I'm very picky about what I do in the morning because I know that it sets the tone for my day. So in the morning, I try and stick to a podcast because they're usually um, knowledgeable, informative, um, empowering, what have you. But for me, that's what works. Um, for my roommate, she likes to listen to her own thing. Um, and that's, you know, her cup of tea, so to each his own. But I don't really have a playlist in my phone right now that I just wouldn't mind listening to every single morning um, and that I can just play on repeat regardless of how long or short or how um, old the songs are 
Um, so I stick to my podcast. I I would like to, you know, do my um, book reads in the morning, at least start for that day's um, quota of pages. Um, I know that I like to, you know, like get my shower going first and then like eat after and still have time to not have to rush out the door before I get dressed. And I mean, obviously before I get dressed, but like just in general, like not having to rush. I like to take my time in the mornings. I like to be as prepared as possible. So having my clothes out the night before, just ready to go, um, having my bags like by the door with the shoes that I'm aware like that stuff, my mornings really matter to me. And I don't know if this is just a digital thing or if it's just someone else too, or if it's general person, like general population kind of thing. But um, setting the tone for your mornings, or for me at least, I should say, I'll speak in I statements. When I set the tone for my morning, I set the tone to my day. So if my morning doesn't start out right, it's that much harder for me to get my day on a higher note. It's that much more difficult for me to be more receptive and uh, try and put out good energy to the people that I see. I think we all have experienced someone at one point in time who you're just like, why are you here? Like, um, it may be the person at the fast food place that you're at and you're just like, Nobody made you take this job. Nobody made you um, come into work today. Like, why are you here? You obviously don't want to be here. You obviously don't enjoy what you're doing. You obviously don't enjoy this interaction. Like, why are you here? And I personally don't want to be that person, especially not on a consistent basis. You may catch me on like a bad day and maybe I just don't come off the way that I should, but I definitely don't want to be the type of person to consistently be that person to someone else. And I definitely don't want to be on the receiving end of that. So I try and start up my, my day out well. Um, actually, going back to roommates, um, I have had, I'm in my third year of undergrad. So I've had three different roommates or sets of roommates, you could say. My first year, my freshman year, I had one roommate. We shared a room, like a dorm room. Um, my second year, I had an on-campus apartment. I had three roommates. Um, now I'm in my third year and I'm living off campus in an apartment and I have one roommate. So um, I'll just briefly share a few tips that I found to be helpful or that I think would be helpful and plan on doing myself. Um, as far as roommates are concerned, I think that communication is the biggest thing you need. Communication, 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 effective communication. And when I say effective communication, I don't just mean you talking. A very big part a very important piece of effective communication is your ability to listen and not to listen to respond, not to listen to criticize, not to listen to judge, but to listen to hear a perspective that is different than yours and accept it. Because regardless of whether you agree with it, regardless of whether you identify with it, regardless of whether it's new to you or you've heard it before, that is someone's perspective and it is valid. So um, with that being said, Communication is so huge. Like if you take nothing else away from this podcast today, like even outside of the context of it being your roommate, communication, communication, excuse me, can't talk now, is gigantic. If you are unable to communicate with your roommate, that means that you're probably unable to communicate in general because just like anybody else, your roommate is a person. Um, not only are they a person, but they're a person who is in your space. And I don't know about you, but for me, my personal space, like where I lay my head, is extremely important. Um, that's a non-negotiable for me. So regardless of what I face outside of the four walls of my apartment or the house that I'm living in, the problems that I had 
outside in the world are not allowed to come home with me. Like I need to be able to lay my head down in peace. I need to be able to sleep comfortably. If I'm paying rent and if we're splitting rent, then like we're going to have to figure something out because I refuse to come um, lay my head somewhere where I'm frustrated or somewhere where there's tension. Like I can't come home to that type of environment. That's not home for me at all. Um, And I think that a lot of people overlook the fact that people don't usually try to be malicious or try to create a hostile environment. So most of the issues that I've heard or that um, any issues that I've ever experienced tend to come from miscommunication. So um, just making sure that you respect your roommates and that they respect you um, and that you both understand that it's a shared space and some spaces are community and some spaces are not and making sure that um, some expectations and upbringings do play a huge factor into the way a person lives. Um, and a lot of time the motives behind people doing something is usually just because they've always done it that way. And it's not because they're a jerk or they want to be rude or they want to be nasty or they want to be this and that and et cetera. So keeping in mind that you have to coexist with your roommate. For my university, a lot of times they make you do a roommate agreement. Like, um, I know I had to do one my freshman year. I think that's the only time I had to do one. I was probably supposed to do one my sophomore year, but I don't think that got done. Anywho, um, in this roommate agreement, it would be like, okay, who's the resident? Okay, who's the roommate? Whatever. Then it would be like, okay, you know, I like the temperature at this, um, you know, this temperature. Um, I like, and then the other roommate would fill out on the same sheet. I like the room at this temperature. And then it would be like, our compromise is this temperature. I prefer my space to be clean, excuse me, or I'm okay with it being messy. This is our negotiable. This is what we negotiated as the middle ground. Um, you know, our room can have clothes on the floor, but food can't be left out, whatever, you know, simple stuff. Um, and then it would go on to say like, okay, this is the type of person I am. I do like to listen to music. I don't like to listen to music. I am an early riser. I am a night owl. I, um, like to have friends over. I don't like people in my space. And you just go tick for tack, like every person's preferences for every category. And then, um, the last column was always reserved for this is how it's going to be though. So it's like, yes, I acknowledge that you are this type of person. Yes. I acknowledge that you are this type of person, but this is our middle ground. This is what we're agreeing on. So if there's going to be a little get, like if there's any difference between the first two columns, the third column is what we're agreeing on. This is what we're abiding by because you may come from a different background and I may come from something different than yours, but we have to meet each other in the middle and we have to um, coexist in this space successfully for the next 10 or 12 months, depending on the duration of your lease. In addition to that, obviously effective communication is huge, huge, huge. Um, I would recommend making an argument agreement. And I know that sounds kind of bad because you're like argument. Oh no, that sounds bad. But argument is really just like conflict resolution. You have to know how to successfully navigate confrontation and conflict with your roommate or roommates. Um, This is something that I actually planned to do this week with my roommate. It was supposed to be done last week, but we've both been just working like crazy. But it's very important to me, and she um, respects that, and hopefully we get that done this week. But um, an argument agreement is, I can't remember if I heard the idea from somewhere else or if maybe someone told me. I don't remember how this came about. But an argument agreement looks like essentially a piece of paper that states like, okay, when we have an issue, we agree by these grounds, ground rules and terms. So um, 
Okay, so for example, I personally, a pet peeve of mine is when someone raises their voice at me. It is the most ineffective way to communicate with me. It is the fastest way, one of the fastest ways for me to shut down and stop being receptive to anything you have to say. Because even if you're right, your delivery is going to make me stop talking to you and stop being receptive. And even if I want to hear you out, I just am the type of person to focus on, like, listen, I understand what you're saying um, is important to you. You may be extremely passionate. You may be right. I may be dead wrong, but just because of the way that you're talking to me and the volume that you took it up to makes me want to shut down. Because if I don't shut down, then I'm going to start arguing with you. And I really do not like arguing with other people because I feel like arguing is ineffective. I feel like having a conversation is the mature way to go about something. And if we can't, if you start yelling at me, the first thing I'm going to do is start yelling at you to stop yelling at me. And then you're going to be like, oh, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Oh, you're not even paying attention. Oh, whatever the case may be. And we're just not going to see eye to eye. We're not going to be communicating. We're not going to be talking respectfully to each other. Um, Nine times out of ten, if I'm being honest, I'm going to get very disrespectful because I feel disrespected. And that's not productive, especially because nine times out of ten, the person that I'm living with is someone that I respect. And if I respect you, then why would I ever um, intentionally say something disrespectful to you? Um, Nine times out of ten, if I'm living with you, then I value whatever connection we have, whether we're random roommates or we chose to live together. Um, So, again, why would I intentionally disrespect you? Um, Usually, if there's some sort of confrontation or um, conflict that's involved, I feel like most people by this time have already established that there's a problem. Like, um, one, you can't hold someone accountable for a problem that you never brought to their attention. So if you don't tell them that something that they're doing is a problem, you aren't in a space to really be upset about it because they didn't know. Um, So drawing awareness to the problem is very important. To um, basically when problems come about, which they will, regardless of how close you and your roommate are or how close you aren't, um, people who have never lived together and were brought up differently will just have that happen. Um, Number two, you have to be willing to give the person their space to speak. Um, So if I have an issue with something, just because I have a problem with it doesn't mean that they should have a problem with it. Um, so just because I am a little OCD when it comes to my space doesn't mean that someone else should automatically say, oh, this is a problem for her. Let me do it her way. Um, there is a such thing, as I mentioned before, which is compromising because two people coexisting in a space again will be challenging. It'll propose challenges that some people have never had to deal with because Typically, we grow up in households that teach us the habits that we have. So obviously, there's not going to be an issue. Obviously, there's not going to be any missed expectations. But like I said before, communicating beforehand will help you um, navigate what that looks like. I know that my current roommate is very similar in nature as far as being OCD. So um, I don't anticipate is what I should say. I don't anticipate us having like any issues about who knows anything relating to what the um, place will look like um, as far as cleanliness is concerned. I don't anticipate us having any issues as far as, um, you know, like the community space versus or community food versus this is mine. Some people do have issues with that and some people have to label their stuff. I personally don't want to live in a place where I need to go to that extent. 
especially not with someone that I chose to live with. If it was a random, okay, maybe I'm labeling like my Tupperware, maybe I'm, um, you know, writing my stuff, writing my name on my cereal, something like that. But for me, it's just not the type of problem that I want to deal with. I know in my last apartment, um, I lived with friends. It was three other um, friends who we decided like, okay, hey, this is obviously, this is the limited space we have, like, you know, cabinet, um, refrigerator, whatever. So in these spaces, like this is mine, this is community, and this is, um, it goes the same for the refrigerator. So what we actually ended up doing, which I really liked is everybody took a cabinet in the like, obviously, we had dishes and stuff and pots and pans and certain cabinets and stuff. But for all the food cabinets, everybody took a cabinet and had their own cabinet. So you buy your stuff and your stuff goes in that cabinet. And in the refrigerator, you have your – we actually did the opposite. Um, we designated one community shelf. So the top shelf, which was, like, the biggest shelf in the fridge, was community. So anything that was put up there was for everybody to get, for everybody to share, for everybody to use and drink out of or whatever – if it was anywhere else in the fridge, you had to ask for it. Um, you, We didn't write our names on anything, but if you obviously you know what you buy and you know what's yours and what's not. So if it wasn't on the community shelf, it needed permission to be um, touched, to be used, to be shared, whatever. Um, and nine times out of ten, because we were all friends, like, it didn't really matter. Like, the answer was usually yes, but it was just, like, stating, like, someone bought this, someone has a purpose for this, someone, you know, they may be waiting on this when they get home or whatever, and you don't want to be the last person to drink it, to finish it, especially if you didn't buy it. Um, And I feel like that worked really well. All of my roommates, like, I don't think we ever had any issues, none that I can think of at least, that um, in my last apartment where anyone was like, oh, you ate my whatever, whatever, you took my X, Y, and Z. Like, that was never an issue. And I personally, I just thought that was awesome because – People always share college horror stories about why um, or how their roommates go take their stuff or how their roommates go take something out of their room or go eat their food that they didn't buy or put in on, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we never had that issue. Like, I absolutely thought that was, like, the best thing ever. I'm like, yes, this is the life. It's so simple. And it was just great. Like, we always shared, you know, it, like, yes, I have my designated stuff in my cabinet, but if I ran out of something, I'd be like, hey, can I use yours? And the answer would generally be yes. Like, it wasn't anything to really fight over. There were no, like, um, confrontation situations. There were no conflicts or anything of that nature. Like, it was just cool. And it was very informal. And it was like, hey, do you need something from the store? Yeah, can you grab me this? Like, it was simple, you know, like living with friends can be very beneficial, especially if you are comfortable with those friends and you don't mind, um, you know, giving and taking a little too. Like if you want someone to look out for you, you have to look out for them too. So that was really nice. Um, other things to keep in mind with roommates are your expectations. If you are choosing to live with someone, make sure that you have this conversation before y'all live together. Um, because if not, you know, a friend can be a great friend, but that does not automatically make them a great roommate. And just because you live with someone doesn't automatically make them a great friend. Um, and surprisingly for me, the latter is like something I had to learn because I automatically think, okay, I see you every day. Um, we live together. That means that we're supposed to be the best of friends. And that's not true. Um, obviously, like I mentioned before, and we'll continue to mention, everybody grows up differently. Just because you're in a 
shared space and you come home to the same space doesn't mean that everything you do is going to align. Doesn't mean that your personalities are going to mesh. Doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy doing the same activities. It doesn't mean that you're going to um, have over the same type of guests. Doesn't mean that you're going to be in the same environment where you can um, kind of like do the same things together, you know? So I feel like a lot of times you have to set the expectation verbally. You cannot have silent expectations. That is an absolute fail. Um, which means that you can't have expectations and just be like, oh, this is common sense. They know this because common sense is not common. And everything that makes sense to you doesn't make sense to someone else. So um, making sure that you vocalize your expectations, whether it's um, chores, you know, like who's taking out the trash? Are we going to rotate? Do we want to make a sign? Like, do we need like a chart? You know, and it sounds very elementary, but some people do need that. Like, you know, I'm very much so the type of person to say, okay, if I see that the trash needs to be taken out, then why don't they just do it? Or why don't I just do it? Because I see that it needs to be done. If I see that there are dishes in the sink, okay, let me just wash these dishes because I see that the sink is full and all the dishes are dirty. But some people aren't like that. Like some people have to be reminded. Some people, maybe they're the youngest in their family or maybe um, their parents always did something for them that they don't have the luxury of having now. So it's very important to like establish this super early on because if not, it will definitely be a problem later. Um, keeping in mind that like sometimes community space means community problems. So if everybody likes to hang out in one area of the house or the apartment, um, keeping in mind that you all need to set expectations or the both of you need to come to some sort of agreement that, okay, on this day, you know, this chore is being done. Someone's always cleaning this room or we're, um, you know, like if we're sharing a bathroom, I'm going to buy this and you're going to buy that. Or if we're um, sharing groceries, these are the things that we share, like mutually um, share or eat often. So let's just go half on these. Um, little things can like save you a long, like in the long run and go a long way. So making sure that you're, um, articulating those expectations. Um, do you not like certain things done at certain times? So do you have routines that you abide by that maybe you should vocalize beforehand? Um, let me think of something like, do you watch the same show every Monday at 10 p.m.? Like, is that the time where you like to just be in the living room by yourself and have your popcorn and sit in front of the TV and watch whatever on Netflix? Or do you um, like to do your homework at the dinner table every day from 4 to 7? Like, what does that look like? What does living with you look like? No one is ever going to be the easiest person to live with. There is really no such thing. And I'm sorry to burst a bubble or two, but that is fact. Everybody has their pros and cons. Everybody has their way of getting stuff done or their way that they like to wake up or go to sleep or come home and relax. Do you like to kick your shoes off the, at the door? Is that feasible when you have 30 pair of shoes and it's four people living in an apartment or um, you have... I don't know, you have like a whole bunch of Tupperware containers and you take your lunch to school every day, but you don't ever wash dishes except, you know, like a day or two, um, maybe out of like the month or something. Or is it anything? Like, I know for a fact that I'm not the easiest person to live with. Why? Because I just don't like, I don't know. For me, I just don't like a lot of stuff. Like, I'm probably one of the harder people or more difficult people to live with because I make like I am really like type A when it comes to certain stuff. Like I get out of my bed and I make my bed up. 
I fold my towel up like after I get dressed and put it back in the bathroom. Like when I tell you that I am just like a little more OCD on the OCD side of things, like I am not exaggerating. I take my shoes off at my room door before I step on my carpet. My friends know if like we're hanging out in my room, don't sit on my bed. If you have your outside clothes on, like you need to change first. Like I don't want the germs from outside in my room or in my bed, like all types of things. Like don't put your book bag on my bed because nine times out of 10, you set it on the floor somewhere else in the hallway, in your class, whatever. Like I am that type of person. And I know for a lot of people, they're just like, Deja, you're doing the most. Deja is just this. Deja is just that. But that's how I am. And I have no intention on changing that, especially because I'm not like that about the couch that's in the community space or about the dining room table that's in the community space. My space is my space to own, and I definitely claim my space and my territory as my own. So I don't take a lot of stuff lightly. Um, I don't want, you know, my clothes to sit unfolded in my room for all eternity. I like to hang my stuff up. I like to go in and pick my clothes out the night before. I like to... Um, you know, light a candle and have my room smelling nice sometimes. It just depends on the person that you are. But no one knows the type of person that you are until they live with you. And no one can communicate anything to you unless you are intentional about establishing that ahead of time. Also, um, I would say create habits. That way you don't have to worry about too many problems later down the line. And when I say that, I'm thinking of a specific time I experienced um, this summer. I was living with some friends, but I was like renting a house, um, like rent, like living in a house with these friends. And I was being so lazy all the time. Like I was just working so much that I was literally just sleeping, eating and working. And it is the worst thing in the world when you like, I'll tell you the situation. So I would have my alarm set for six and I would need to leave the house at like 730 and at 6, I would hit snooze, and I would have another alarm at, like, 6.20. 6.20 alarm would get snoozed, and then another one at 6.45, and 6.45 would get snoozed, so then another one at 7. And then I'm like, okay, at 7 a.m., I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up in 10 minutes, right? And then at 7.10, I hear my roommate go in the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are you about to do? You're about to be late, and it's your fault, and you can't blame anyone but yourself. And had I just gotten up at 6 a.m., I would be fine. That has to be like one of the worst feelings in the world because it's like you had the time to do what you needed to do, but you didn't do it. And now because of something that you can't control, um, you screwed yourself over. Like I would, I would do it all the time. I would screw myself over. And it's like the second you hear that bathroom door, you start kicking yourself and you're like, what is wrong with you? You should have got up. You were supposed to already be like on your way out the door. Um, so create a habit, create um, that morning routine so that every day from, you know, six to six thirty, whatever I'm showering, getting dressed that way. Like I know that that time is, you know, understood to be Deja's time in the shower. So they either plan around, they're like, okay, that just means I'm getting in the shower after you. Or that means I'm getting in the shower before you, or I'm getting in the shower the night before, whatever the case may be. Um, just knowing that you have that ritual, especially if you have to share space with someone in your, the times of, um, like whatever the time of action overlap, just making sure that like it's understood between the two of y'all, whether hopefully explicitly said, but whether implied, because, you know, if you've been doing this like all semester, then it's kind of just understood that by the end of the semester, this is what such and such does. Um, but like, hopefully you get into that habit of making a routine and managing your time so well that like people just know like off rip, like this is what goes on. This is how it happens. And this is, um, 
how we make it work. Um, now I don't have that issue because I don't share a bathroom with anyone. But y'all, I would literally kick myself like three days a week all summer because I would do this. And at the end of the day, like you can't be upset with anybody but yourself because I knew exactly what my plan was and I still did not abide by it. It was just foolish. It was so foolish. And I would keep doing it all summer long. And now I'm trying to break that habit. Because, I mean, it's definitely broken already because I have my own bathroom. But I still want to create my routine and do all these things and whatnot. But that's neither here nor there. Also, um, along with time management and routines, I would say make sure you pick your method of self-care early on. Be proactive and not reactive with it. Um, For me, I finally found a church that I like that's by my university. Um, And I plan to attend Bible studies every week, like, consistently, continuously, whether I go by myself, whether I take someone else with me, it doesn't matter. That's my my chosen method of self-care. So I plan to, um, I have it in my calendar right now, repeating indefinitely. So if something else comes up and I, I pretty much live out of my Google calendar. So if I see like, oh, Bible studies during that time, then I have to choose and I have to um, consciously choose. Like instead of thinking in the back of my mind, like, oh, Bible studies on this day at this time, I have to say, am I going to this or am I going to that? Like, do I want to um, kick my self-care activity for that day or do I want to go to whatever is also scheduled during that time? And I have to be intentional about whether or not I attend and whether or not I go prepared and take my like notepad and pen or whatever the case may be. Last but not least, I want to say just make sure that you're reaching out to other people and being a blessing to other people because you are not the only person here. You did not get here by yourself, regardless of how hard you worked. I am not trying to dismiss your efforts, but truth be told, somebody helped you. Somebody um, encouraged you. Somebody lifted you when you were down. They prepared you for this moment and the challenges that you face in it. So um, make sure that you're checking on other people, whether it's calling your family um, back home and seeing how they're doing or just letting them know that you miss them and wanted to hear their voice or asking them how their day went. Texts are nice, but phone calls still go a long way. Um, and with texts, you can't read body language or hear tonation. So Um, Pick up a phone sometimes and let them know that, you know, this time you just needed to switch it up and you just wanted to hear the sound of their voice and wanted to make sure that, you know, they said that they were good, but you wanted to hear them say that they were good to just be sure you needed the um, reassurance. Um, And make sure that the people close to you and far from you are um, aware that you're there and you're doing well and make sure that you voice any needs that you have. But yeah. So I'm going to wrap this episode up. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. And thanks for listening. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. Bye, y'all.